Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Oslo NASCAR DFS Strategy Show. So we're here to break down tomorrow's Folds, Folds of Honor 500. Of course, we'll break this one down. We'll break it down in tiers. We'll talk about those high-end drivers on DraftKings, which are 10000 and above. And then we'll work our way down to Tier 2, Tier 3, and Tier 4. Of course, we will be answering your questions as well. Of course, as always, appreciate everyone that's in here on a early Saturday afternoon. Hopefully, you're having a, a great start to your weekend. Of course, this show is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Head over to monkeyknifefight.com. If you're not aware of who Monkey Knife Fight are, they are a player prop-based contest that are easy to play, whether you want to play NASCAR NBA, MMA, whatever it may be, they have got it for you. And if to get started, sign up today by using that promo code AWESOMO and you get an instant first match deposit up to $50 to take advantage of that over there. I know I have been taking advantage of Monkey Knife Fight, so a great place to play uh, for a little different way of playing DFS. But uh, of course, as always here on a Saturday Phil is with me to break down this race. Phil, let's, let's get right into it. Roster construction. Uh, what's what's kind of your overall take on on how you're developing lineups uh, for tomorrow's race? Right. We're back to a 500-mile race around an intermediate oval. So now we're looking at 327 laps, just a, just a hair more than what we dealt with last week. So the baseline, looking at past um, optimal lineups, and if you pull up the race sheets, you can see the, 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 the data sheets from 2020 race, 2019 race, see what the optimal lineups were, DraftKings and FanDuel, you'll see. We're looking at dual dominator builds. That's cash, that's GPP. Uh, depending on how you think this race is going to uh, play out, you could go to, a, go to a third dominator because we definitely see third dominators. 
But sometimes in the past, with the way the qualifying sh- shook itself out, we would have a guy, you know, say back in the in the twenties or thirties, that made a better value play as a place differential play versus a, uh, a versus a dominator play. But this week, we really don't have any unless you consider Austin Sendrick that guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into Austin Sendrick. I already know we got a question. I've got some questions for Phil about Austin as well when I was doing some of my crunches of, of exactly maybe how much is too much Austin Sendrick. We'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, but uh, obviously, when we're talking about uh, you know how to win NASCAR DFS, great series that you and Alex did put together. People can check that out in relation to how you play this race over here. But of course, if you do got any questions, Phil, be sure to line those up right here in the chat. Also, be sure to subscribe also right here on YouTube. Of course, we got shows for you every day. Of course, come player today. We got the NHL strategy show. UFC live for lock. And then of course we'll have your double dose of NBA coverage as we got deeper dive and then live before lock. Of course, I do want to let you know, we do have some free premium content over awesome.com today as NBA ownership projections, NHL player projections, and the MMA top fires tool is today's free content over awesome.com. So be sure to check that out. Uh, before we get into uh, dominators, I do want to bring, I was reading your, your preview article that everyone can check out over at awesome.com. And you start off your article talking about Joe Gibbs racing and, and what you're seeing from them. Yeah, you know, um, what, once again, you, you you go back to these to these articles, and the the the, the, the progress of, of of Gibbs, it's it's definitely it's it's definitely there, and I mean it's something that you have to you have to you have to think about this week, considering that uh, two of the Gibbs drivers start on the start on the, on the front row. And, um, you know, once again, people are, you know, this is kind of a a side note, but people are kind of worried about Stuart Haas once, once again, based on results last week. And I mean, you you look at box scores, you can take things way out of, out of context, but you know, Harvick finished well, well again, Briscoe is still learning, learning this vehicle and Custer was well on his way to a, to a, a, a top 15 finish before he slid into Bubba and Bubba put him into the, into the wall. But as far as, as far as Gibbs, um, you know, th- this is a, a track that they've sort of done well at. I mean, really the only kind of standout that you can see is Truex and we'll, and we'll get into him as a, as a dominator, but the other guys they've, they've done so, so, uh, so, so here, but Overall, the the Gibbs stable is doing really, uh, really well th- this year. And I think if you're looking at which team has gotten off to the to the best start, it probably is either them or or Hendrick as far as uh, things are going along. Of course, you can read Phil's preview piece over at awesomeo.com. But let's get right into dominators. Uh, in your preview article, you mentioned about, you know, looking at last year's a two dominator bill, but you did mention potentially going to three dominators and Jacob already questioned about dominators saying with so many dominators in the top 10, which three are you looking to get to the most? This answer isn't going to make anybody happy, but generally when I do my builds, I have no problem going 60 to 65% ownership on, on these dominators. It's what I, what I did last week. And I mean, yeah, that worked out fantastic for Joey Logano, but, and I, I was not going to get off of Chase Elliott with the, with that late news and 
you know, it would have worked out. Probably the process wasn't wasn't there, but the results ended up working out. This is not a week that I'm looking to get super heavy on anybody. This is a I, I think the the way this race is going to play itself out is we're going to see this this lead swapped out so many different times. You know, you've got the early competition caution. You've got all the stage breaks. This is a, this is a long race. If you don't take care of your tires, like you, you, if you get aggressive early, yeah, you'll get yourself out to the lead, but that aggressiveness will mean that your tires wear down even faster, which will bring the pack back to you. I I think we're going to see a lot of different drivers, you know, they're all going to reach that 10% threshold that I like to talk about as far as a dominator. So we're talking, you know, roughly 35 to 40, 40 laps, but I really don't know if we're going to see just one driver, just outright lead a vast majority of this race. So quite frankly, everybody on DraftKings priced at 8,800 or above, I'm going to have exposure to as a potential dominator. Now, as far as the main guys that, that I'm looking at, I mean, it's it's scary based on just how lackluster he's been and the and the lack of speed. But you've got to go back to Harvick, uh, Kyle Busch. He's got place differential built in th- this week. He's run here really well. We are we're always looking for races with longer amount of laps that fits this bill. I'm super high on on Larson. I I really like his prospects this week. And Brett Keselowski has noted that the way that the tire package is running this year, it's a lot more reminiscent of the 550 horsepower package in 2019. And just who happened to win this Atlanta race in 2019? It was Brett Keselowski. So, I mean, I am going to try to. It's really going to, it's probably going to hurt my upside in the, in the long shot that I won't have heavy exposure to, to, to one or two different guys, but I really do think there's going to be so many different drivers from, from the, the 10 K the nine K and even the eight K range that are going to lead laps that I want to try to get exposure to as many of them as I can. And that's where you use fancy cruncher to your benefit, create a group with those drivers. Say, Hey, I want two of these drivers. That's a great tool that you can use. Uh, we are a premium member over at Osmo.com. You mentioned about Kyle Larson. You had a tweet a couple of days ago where you put a couple of notes out there on him. So this was as a couple of days ago, plus 650, the third best odds uh, on the race, led the most laps two years ago at Atlanta. Uh, you mentioned has shown a knack for running well at high tire wear tracks and fourth and first in the 550 horsepower, horsepower package thus far. So that, that plus 650 uh, in terms of those odds definitely sticks out to you. Of course, you always got to you know shop the odds to where you can get the best line at. Yeah, and I just looked up those those odds on DraftKings Sportsbook, and it's gone up incrementally to plus 700. So there's just a little bit extra added ju- juice there. But still, when you look in terms of outright odds, Larson is still tied for third, and that's with Denny Hamlin trailing just Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr. Now, w- we mentioned the the, uh, the words of Keselowski about how this package is racing more similar to what they saw in 2019 instead of 2020. Well, yeah, Keselowski won this race back in 2019, but who won, who led the most laps? Yes, it was Kyle Larson in that race. As far as expectations in this high tire wear uh, race with this package, we, we got one race last year out of Larson. That was at Chicagoland, and then, of course, for obvious reasons that we've, we've talked about ad nauseum, he, he didn't get to see the rest of the season in, in this package. 
So what do we go off of? We go off of what he's done here at Atlanta over the last uh, the last few years. Remember, this was an inferior equipment. 12th in 2019, 2019, 9th in 2018, averaging 30 fastest laps per race, 71 laps uh, laps led. Uh, even if you want to you want to look at just just this year, he started 17th at Homestead, another high tire wear track, finished fourth. He only led five laps that day, but he knocked down 18 fastest laps. Remember, that was with him not having to hug the wall the whole race, like what Reddick did late in the race to, to advance his position. He's got a super fast car. He's run really well this season. I'm expecting that just to pick up and carry on here at here at Atlanta. He's the third highest priced driver on DraftKings, which is a bit surprising. Perhaps DraftKings is baking in his uh, his results uh, this this year into that that salary. But Larson is probably going to be one of the main guys that I'm trying to get into the majority of my lineups, whether DraftKings or FanDuel. Of course, uh, Larson is one of the five drivers in our Tier 1 salaries, which are the drivers 10K and up on DraftKings. So the group of this is Kevin Harvick, who's starting 7th, Kyle Busch starting 19th, Kyle Larson starting 6th, Brad Kozlowski starting 4th, and Denny Hamlin starting 1st. I guess let's start with Denny Hamlin. Uh, you kind of briefly touched on him there. Uh, 10000 on DK, 11700 on FanDuel. Yeah, uh, one, once again, and... I, I wondered if this was going to be the case last week when we were talking about Phoenix, and it seems that uh, this is what's going to carry over, is that the guys in the front row are going to be a little bit underpriced, Hamlin 10,000, Truex 9,600, and then if there's any very apparent place differential, they're going to get priced up, which is what which is what we saw with, uh, with Sendra. The history of the pole sitter here at Atlanta, this isn't just the past few years. This is going back several years. It has not been kind. And when you're talking about Hamlin at a high tire wear track, yes, he's won two of these of these races. But one of those rate one of those races was the the Homestead race last year, which uh, totally flipped on its head. We've talked about this numerous times when it started off as a day race, got delayed by rain and light and became a night race. And it played into into uh, into Hamlin's hands. Normally, this type of race, it really I mean, Hamlin can give you a top 10 finish. That's no that's no problem. His last three finishes here have been fifth, fifth, 11th and fourth. But when you look at those dominator points, which are going to be the most valuable thing tomorrow, 7.7 7.7 fastest laps, 8.7 laps led over the last three years. So not only is Hamlin not exactly finding the best line, taking advantage of clean air, he's really not, if he's getting to the lead, he's not staying there. He is not sitting on the lead. You combine this with just the, the, the poor history of the pole sitter, there's going to be an early competition caution. Everybody will come in. Um, you know, the story last week at Phoenix was just how fast Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski's uh, pit crews where it didn't matter if you if you came in with the lead those guys were going to leave <laughs> with the lead coming out coming off of the pit road so i think that there's good reason to believe that you know maybe hamlin leads the leads the first 20 25 30 laps until the competition caution but then after that he could easily fall back into the you know, fifth, sixth, and just maintain position there for the for the rest of the race. I don't want to play Hamlet in cash, but there will definitely be exposure in tournaments. 
Appreciate everyone that's here on a early Saturday afternoon watching the also NASCAR DFS Strad Show. Of course, is there ever a time where you miss the show and you want to watch, listen to the show on the go? You got to check it out. Part of the Awesome Podcast Network. Just go to awesome.com slash podcast so you can get the feed that you're looking for. Maybe if you're just looking for the NASCAR Strad Show, has its own feed. And be sure to leave a five star rating and review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle. Or email address, so you'll be eligible to win a free week of Also Plus Platinum. One winner will be awarded every Friday, and reviews are eligible for up to one year. You got to take advantage when you're on the go, like someone like myself who, you know, driving driving to the office or, or driving around the various things. Check out all the program we got over there, a part of the Awesome Podcast Network. You mentioned about uh, Kevin Harvick a little bit there and, you know, about the speed aspect of it, but. Uh, Obviously, the most expensive driver on DraftKings at eleven thousand, and the most expensive over on FanDuel at fourteen thousand. Yeah, uh, your worries be damned. According to DraftKings, they do not care how much <laughs> you're concerned about Kevin Harvick. They're still going to make him the highest priced uh, driver, and and FanDuel as well. And got, quite frankly, you know this isn't what's going on this season. This is track history. This is amazing track history. He's won two of the last three races. I believe that if you go all the way back to 2014, his DraftKings scores have been above, have, have all been above 90 points. He consistently comes here. He runs that bottom groove with, with awesome success. He leads laps. He finishes high. He is everything that you want out of a, out of a driver here. These last three uh, events here, so we're talking about uh, two February March races, and then last year's uh, June race, which kind of got flipped on its head. We'll talk about that. But fifty-one point seven fastest laps per race, one hundred twenty-five point seven laps led per race, average finish of two, average running position of three point four. One of only two drivers in this field to have a top five finish in, in every race. He has been everything that you want. The key for Harvick, and this is key is he needs Atlanta to be cool. He needs that track temperature to be dragged down so that he can he can run the run the bottom groove. That's where he he just he laughs everybody around. He knows how to manage his tires here. He does that, combine that with that bottom groove, and he's unstoppable here. If you look at the forecast, the last time that I looked at it, Hampton, Georgia is looking lows starting off in the mid 40s and it really doesn't get out of the 60s. And if it stays overcast, then it, that's really going to play into, into Harvick's hands. You know, if if this race were going to be kind of like what it was last year, where it starts off hot and thus the, the track gets slick, that's not what plays into Harvick's wheelhouse. But what happened last year, Harvick was a top 10 driver. It wasn't until the, the final segment that the, the sun uh, the sun went away, the clouds came out, the track dropped down by you know, maybe 10, 15 degrees, and then Harvick was able to run that bottom groove basically just led the entire uh, inter- entire third segment, won, won the race. I think that's what we're looking at tomorrow weather-wise. The weather will make an impact on how this track drives, and if that's the case, then, yeah, Harvick is right up there with Larson as, as, as far as dominators. So I did a crunch a little before the show here. So let me just play. Do I have too much exposure on Kevin Harvick? 150 lineups, 61%. God, I, I'm me personally. I'm I might bring that down to under under fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Is 
there is the one thing that I'm, I'm scared about with Harvick, and I, and I mentioned this, is that he has normally had the fastest car or at least the second fastest car per, uh, you know, whatever season you're looking at ever since him and Childers hooked up with, uh, with Stuart Haas. Last year, that wasn't the case. And this year, that's not the case. So quite frankly, yeah, the, the, the weather will be in Harvick's favor. He can run that bottom group. But if he doesn't have the speed, then it's all going to be for naught. Yeah, you know, uh, Jacob mentioned this is more about a, a general roster construction question. and said, based on what Phil said, does that mean almost everybody's in play for this race besides the guys that are always in the back? There are a few guys that we'll get into that I am I am definitely marking off, marking off of my list. But yeah, I think this and you know it's a it's a natural product of a of a longer race. You know, the, the, the longer the race, the more your player pool should should expand. And I think that's what you're gonna you're gonna see tomorrow. And especially if you're like me, where you're just gonna say uh, cap that ownership at 45 percent, and you're doing two to three uniques per per lineup, you are going to find yourself with maybe ownership on 75% of the field. Uh, Coach Sky, I do see your question. We'll get into your question when we get down to the tier four salaries here in a little bit. Of course, when you want to get access to all the great premium tools and content we have over at awesomeo.com, sign up right now for an awesome plus weekly pass for $29.95. This gives you access to ownership projections, player projections, and so much more. Also gives you access to our premium Slack account. And uh, as I always say, add that fancy cruncher to your account. It's always going to help out. And of course, if you're just looking for NASCAR, you can sign up for a NASCAR weekly pass for only $9.95. You see it right there on the screen. So sign up right now over at awesomeo.com. You'll see it right there on the left-hand side of the screen, Awesome Plus, where you can sign up for that NASCAR weekly pass for $9.95. Or if you want to get all the sports we have over at awesomeo.com, $29.95 will get you access into that. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned about, uh, you briefly mentioned about Kazlowski. You mentioned, obviously, you already mentioned about Larson. Kyle Busch starting 19th. What's your, your thoughts on him? I've got him listed in the race sheets as a cash play because of that of that place differential. But quite frankly, don't be surprised if Bush makes his way to the uh, to the lead by the third segment and he leads, you know, what let's say 15 to 20 laps himself. He's run here really well. Um, his averages don't don't bear it out, but he has been a guy that can get to the that can get to the front. Uh, we, we've seen him run pretty well in the in the 550 horsepower package this year. Tenth at, at at Homestead, third at Las Vegas. So hopefully, whatever information they're picking up will carry on into this race. And like I said, he needs laps, and there will be plenty of them this race. So he'll have his opportunity to get to the front, take advantage of that place differential. And quite frankly. With that place differential, he should probably be the most expensive driver somewhere in the middle 11 Ks, like what we've seen DraftKings doing the past several weeks. But this week, they capped the the, the salaries at 11 K, made Kyle Busch 10-7, and made him very viable as a cash or tournament play of not just a tournament play, but as a partial dominated. Now we look down to tier number two. I guess let's because everyone's asking the question. That's got to be. Austin Cendrick starting 39th, 8,600 DK, 6,200 over on FanDuel. Let me just start off first off. What is the ceiling for him? Quite frankly, for me, in his second career cup start, 
in a package that he hasn't been in at a track like Atlanta, where his Xfinity and his truck uh, finishes, they're really, you know, they're not that they're not that great. Like he he's run well, but when it comes down to the end of the race, something wonky happens, and he's and, and his, his finish isn't mirroring what what he normally does. But that all being said, I'm projecting Cindric at a finish around 24th place. He's probably not going to finish on the on the lead lap. Yes, he's got a Penske car, but we're talking about a green driver making his very first start in this 550 horsepower package. How differently that's going to run at Atlanta versus what he's seen in the trucks and Xfinity, we will we will see. Um, I don't think that you can give him a projection much higher than 24th. Maybe you can push that to, to, to 20th, but where I'm projecting him, that's going to give him 33 DraftKings points. We've got him projected for a little bit higher, so that would mean that he is finishing probably around 19th, 18th. But the, the problem is, is if you go off of my projection, he's only getting you 4X. If you go off of the site's projection, he's getting you maybe 5X. And at that salary on DraftKings, I can't, I can't pull the trigger on that. I, I am not getting good return on, on on this investment. And plus, on these lineups where I do want to include a third dominator, it's like the last couple of weeks. If I play this place differential driver who's above 8,500, it necessarily means that I don't get a third dominator in my lineups. And I very well think that there's going to be a third dominator with a with a healthy score that in – almost every scenario is going to outscore Cindric. So if you want to play Cindric in cash because of the place differential, because of the floor, that's definitely doable. I think that's the, I think that's the, the better idea on DraftKings is don't worry about Cindric as the, the third driver in after your two dominators, but yes, play him in cash. Now, when we go to FanDuel, they priced him at 6,200. There's no reason why you don't play him in either format. I guess then that becomes the second question is how much is too much on Austin Cindric? So when I did my crunch, I didn't like the number that came up. So I will obviously adjust this number majorly because it would put him way over the field. 84%. Yeah. I, I think the question is, is which is 40 too much? 45. Yeah. Quite, quite frankly, if you're going to have that much centric, and of course, God, no, nobody should have 85% of a, of a driver any, any week, unless you're just looking to blow your, your stimulus. Um, I, I really think if you're going to go heavy and make Cendric your most owned driver, you need a 55, 60 point day out of Cendric. So now we're in the neighborhood of talking about Cendric with a top 12 finish. And I really can't project Cindric for that. Yeah, I mean, you look at the ownership uh, of where he's at. I mean, you know, you, you look at, you know, he's a little above Martin Truex Jr., which we mentioned about a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you look at this here. You got Chase Elliott, Truex, Logano, Blaney, William Byron, Byron Alex Bowman. Someone asked us about the FanDuel. We'll get that to in a second. Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, Matt Diabet. Matty D and Eric Amarola, uh, Tyler Reddick. And, and I know you wrote, uh, wrote up about Tyler Reddick, uh, this week on, on Osmo.com as potentially a play. 
Yeah. Um, Reddick taking care of his tires, it, it, it almost seems like an oxymoron just based on how, how aggressive he is. And, you know, that aggressiveness, aggressiveness scared me last week at Phoenix. And what happened? Well, God, he ended up in the, in the wall. And that good day that he was holding on to, it just kind of vanished through our fingers. It was almost a replay of what happened his rookie season here at, at Phoenix. But this is a track that Reddick won't have. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have to be hugging be hugging the, the, the wall at. In fact, nobody wants to go up to that top groove. It is slick as snot. There's tons of marbles up there. And if you spend too much time hanging out there, you will hit the wall. You will hit somebody else and your day will, your day will end early. In, in fact, me and Pierce Dietrich were, were, were talking about this and he was saying, you know, basically look, every time that there's a restart and the guy gets to choose which, uh, which lane he's going to go down it's always going to be starting on the on the bottom groove which will be something very interesting not that we can project this but watch what drivers do when it comes for them to pick if they take the top lane or if they take the bottom lane with the choose cone you may see a bunch of of drivers in that top 10 initially try to uh, start on the start on the bottom Uh, as far as reddick he has run pretty well in the 550 horsepower package at uh, high higher tire wear uh, tracks Going back to the first Darlington race of last year, including Homestead this year, he's got an average finish of 2.8. He's got two top fives, and yes, both of those came from Homestead, but we are using Homestead as a corollary for, for, this, uh, for this, uh, this week. And he is picking up some Dominator points in the process, and that's what he needs at this price tag of 8400 Yes, he's got place differential starting, starting 29th, but at 8400 you need some – uh, dominator points to pair with this place differential. And I think that he's capable of doing that in cash or tournaments. The driver that right now we're projecting as the lowest ownership in terms of this group is Eric Amarola, 8,000 on both sides. And Amarola, he, he's kind of in a no man's land as far as where people like to pick their drivers. You know, generally, if you're somebody starting 15th through 20th, you can be a, a, a good fire bed that people are going to stray away from you because they don't they don't know about your place differential upside. And it's hard for you to actually pick up some positions and get to the get to the top 10. But I think Almarola is a driver at this at this sort of venue that I we can we we can project him for a top ten finish if we're using that 2019 race as the closest corollary. He had a top ten finish in that race. He had three top tens in higher tire wear uh, races. So he's gonna. I think he's gonna make a pretty good pivot. Whether you are looking at DraftKings or FanDuel, where his salary is exactly the same. In terms of uh, anyone else in this tier that uh, sticks out to you as you believe is a pretty good play. Uh. Kurt Busch is sort of intriguing as a finishing position uh, play. Plus, he has oddly averaged 18 laps led and 12.3 fastest laps over the last three uh, races here. So, I mean, he's giving you uh, he's giving you dominator points. And then if you look at high tire wear intermediate races, going back to, to last Darlington, 
uh, 12.8 lap, uh, fastest laps per race. So yes, 8,300 starting 11th, you know, there, there's really not a lot to, to milk out of there as far as finishing position and place differential. But I think that you can bet on maybe five to six additional points because of fastest laps. And that may be uh, what helps get him over the hump. Of course, uh, I mentioned about what we have over also plus one of the advantage of, of being a awesome plus member is our premium Slack channel as Phil is always in there answering your race questions. You, not only can you talk to Phil, you can talk to everyone else, a part of our DFS community. It's a great tool to help develop your rosters and a great perk we have over at awesome.com. So hop into that Slack channel. And of course that's the best way to get your question in here on the show. Leave it there. I've got it popped up right here on the screen. So I will see when a question does come in. If you do have a question for Phil or anything you want to hear Phil touch down, touch on in terms of these drivers, we'll move on to tier number three. These are the drivers in the seven K and six K range on DraftKings. So, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, Bubba Wallace, Austin Dillon, Ryan Newman, Eric Jones, Chase Briscoe, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Michael McDowell, and Chris Buescher. Uh, I want to start off with Ryan Newman, starting 28, 7,100 on DK, 6,000 on the FanDuel. And the reason I bring up Ryan Newman is you wrote about Ryan Newman this week. Yeah, um, it's a Ryan Newman week. And generally, uh, it's, it's never a Ryan Newman week for me, but... This, this venue, it fits Newman. He can use his skill as a as a veteran. You know, God, he's seen this track for nearly 20, 20 plus years uh, now. He knows exactly what he needs to, to, to do to get around and importantly hold his position. Now, you look at his uh, his last couple of uh, years here, the, the numbers have been trending down as his age increases, but he's been able to finish 14th and 13th. In the, in the last uh, few years, you look at intermediate races, at high tire wear races since Darlington last year, six races, five top 15s. So if we're going to if we're going to use a, a just a 15th as Newman's ceiling, pick up 13 spots at that salary, 6000 on FanDuel, 7100 on DraftKings, that's going to make for him to be a pretty good play. And quite frankly, looking at everything here in the 7 and 6Ks, he's the guy that I would make a priority to get into your, your lineups. I talked about all the dominators being 40 45% plays. When you get down to this range, then I think you can bump that number up to the 50 55 60% because of their of their built-in safety with place differential. And Newman may end up being my highest owned driver tomorrow. Another driver in this tier tier is Chase Briscoe starting 24th. He's 6800 on DK. 5,500 over on FanDuel. And uh, Jacob mentioning in the comment session that Briscoe seems like a nice spot. Do you believe this is a nice spot for Briscoe? I hope it is. You know, we're, we're, we're waiting for for it to click with, with Briscoe. And so far, it's gotten a little bit better. But still, you know, we're, we're sitting at 18th at Homestead. And God, that was a a ride on the struggle bus just to get him there. 21st at Las Vegas. And then last week he had a 22nd finish at 22nd place finish at, at Phoenix. Briscoe is still learning this car. You know, it's, uh, it, it's not so easy for you when you don't have the, the best absolute car in the field, like he did in the Xfinity series. And now he's got a, 
14th through an 18th place car, match that with his rookie learning curve. And I think for a while, and you know, maybe maybe we'll see something when we get to the to our next road course. Of course, he is a dirt racer, so next week at Bristol, he may be a guy, depending on where he starts, that we're that we're fairly intrigued with. But this week, I've got him listed as a as a cash play just because I don't think there's a lot of ceiling there in terms of his uh, his GPP prospects. I think we're looking at another 20th to 17th place finish. And if you're going to play him in cash, you better hope that it is that 17th to 18th place finish. I guess, you know, you mentioned about, you know, outside Newman, not a ton, ton of things you, you love here. In terms of a GPP play, who is, is, is there someone in this group that is on the I don't trust list? Oh, I, and maybe it's because of where they're starting. Well, I, I I'm going to continue to take a, a wait and see approach with with a with, with a Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Mm-hmm. He he is finishing really well, and maybe they've turned a corner and they've figured something out with this team. And of course, this team is going to get way more R and D and funding and just. Uh, preparation than what they're doing with Ryan Priest in the 37. But Stenhouse continues to finish higher than he probably should, and it's affecting his uh, his starting order for the for the for the next race. This week he starts 12. He's lower. He's 6,300 on DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. If this was like last week and he was in that 5,500 dollar range, then yeah, we could be having that conver- conversation again like we're doing with the Xfinity race where we've got a driver like Tommy Joe Martins who is starting in the top 15 at 4,900. And we are justifying this because, well, he, he might finish there versus the rest of the cheap guys that are probably not going to move out of the thirties. And I think this is what you're looking at with, with Stenhouse where he's 6,300. You've got Ross better place differential, Chase better place differential, Suarez better place differential, McDowell, Busher, you just keep going down the board. These guys that have better place differential, but if Ricky's going to continue to run like he has, then he's going to beat the rest of these guys because of his finishing position points. And last year in this race, in this equipment, he finished 13th. At Roush in the 2019 race, he finished 18th, and the year before he finished 16th. So, could we be looking at another top 15 finish? It's conceivable, but God, he has so much potential to, to negatively impact your team. If a cut down tire, something happens at the end of the stage and he gets a lap down and then he doesn't get the lucky dog, he's going to get stuck a lap down, maybe two laps down. And he'll never recover. And he, he, yes, that great pivot could be the reason that your lineup gets sunk. Is there a path to Christopher Bell getting optimal? Not now. Uh, Bell continues to sabotage himself because of his of his restarts. Um, yes, he's getting you top ten top ten finishes, and that price is is coming down. But quite frankly, at, at his price, he still needs to be a little bit lower. He is totally hands off on Fanduel at ninety five hundred. You need some laps led. Out of out of him at that price at seventy eight hundred, it's a little more a con- little more conceivable, but you still need a top five finish. You need him to pick up some fastest laps in the process, and Bell just continues to finish worse than he's 
finished worse than he started. You know, he's had really good starting positions the last couple of races, so he holds his position. He still ends up with a top 10 to finish, albeit. But this week, if he continues to do that, then he's going to drop back to, what, say, 13th or 14th. Uh, Daniel Suarez is a guy that typically we, we more times than not talk about him as a tier four driver. However, he's a tier three driver this week, 6,500 on DK, 5,000 on FanDuel, and he is starting 25th. Yeah. Um, I've got him listed as a cash play. If you wanted to play him in tournaments, can, can get behind that. Even though it's technically inferior equipment to, to Ross Chastain, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., I feel a whole lot better about Suarez than I do either of those guys. Got better place differential, even though it's just one position from, from Briscoe. But I feel like, compared to Briscoe, that I might actually sniff another top 15 finish out of Suarez, like what he did in the Homestead race, which is going to be one of our better corollaries to this event. Last year, his finish was horrible. Of course, that was bad equipment, finishing 31st. But racing for Stuart Haas in 2019, he finished 10th. And then for Joe Gibbs in 2018, he finished 15th. Am I projecting him for a 10th or a 15th place finish? 10th, no, 15th, that's the ceiling. He's probably somewhere between 15th and 20th at the end of the day. And for that, I think he's he's probably one of your better uh, cash bets on DraftKings or FanDuel. Of course, March Madness is underway, and we have got you covered here at Osmo. If you're looking to get into some March Madness DFS, you can purchase our March Madness DFS package for $29.95. It gives you access to our college basketball projections for the entire tournament. And, of course, be sure to check out Odd Shopper for when you're trying to find the best line, the line that you are looking for. So check out the lines for today's games. Of course, I've got the guy right here up on the screen right now, waiting for the Noel game to uh, start off. So that's what I'll be doing uh, in between shows here between uh, NASCAR and MMA. So you got to check out that great deal we have over at Osmo.com for our March Madness DFS package. $29.95 gets you through the entire tournament so uh looking forward to watching a little march madness even though my brackets uh well having ohio state going to the uh the finals did not really help my brackets out very much yesterday yeah 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 busted that's a great word so i now i just need my nose to get to the final four where i have them at so hopefully uh that could uh help them out there as well but uh let's move on to tier number four of course these are drivers that are uh, in the 4K and 5K range over on DraftKings. So you got Ryan Priest, Justin Haley, Anthony Alfredo, Corey LaJoy, James Davison, Joey Gase, Timmy Hill, Josh Pilecki, Quinn Hoff, BJ McCoy, and Cody Ware. BJ was actually a question uh, that we got earlier, and I want to pull up, uh, and this was from Coach Scout, where he said, with a lack of options in the punt range, could BJ be a play? Yes. BJ is the preferred punt play this week. Looking at all of these guys, let's just, let's just say for the sake of the argument, 51, which would be James Davison and below. So we're talking about all of these deep punt plays. McLeod is the guy that you're that you're looking at. If Haley was in this range, then we might consider uh, consider Haley. But I mean, Haley did what we hoped for last week. He advanced his position, nearly had a nearly had a top 25 uh, finish. Actually, yeah, he did have a top 25 finish. He by my little hooker crook, he finished 24th and ended up uh, being being valuable. But Haley's been priced up. He's more expensive than either Alfredo or LaJoy this week. So as far as the value of the cars, I'm going to give 
the, the nod to this uh, live fast number 78 car of McLeod. He's been here multiple times through the cup and the Xfinity series. He knows what to do. You know, he's not per se the cheapest guy, but if it comes down to head to head versus McLeod and, and where in the cup series, I'm going to take McLeod every time. Uh, mentioned this question from our premium slack count from Mr. Moneybags. He says with three dominators, I end up having two guys below six K who are two drivers I can go to that won't make me cry when the race is over. And this is DraftKings GPP. Okay, so if we are 6K and below, Priest should be on your board. Alfredo should be on your board. And don't hold last week against him. You know, we're going back to a, a package that these smaller teams tend to do better uh, do better at. He's starting 32nd. He's probably going to be another another top 25 finish like we've gotten out of him before. So you're going to, you're going to get some place differential out of him. And Corey LaJoy, maybe after all of these weeks, they're finally starting to get the the bugs figured out. He was running well last week until they decided to go galaxy brain towards the end of the, of the third segment stayed out as long as they could. And it ended up putting them two laps down while they were finally getting gas and tires on pit road. LaJoy starts 30th, you know, you're 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 going to get place differential place differential out of him if you consider the go fast 32 worse equipment he finished 27th and 29th here at Atlanta in that equipment so now he should technically be in a step up in a in equipment and it's nice to finally have LaJoy at a reasonable number so you know if you are doing single entry or you're hand building and you're trying to figure out which of these guys below 6k that you should have the most exposure to it's probably just going to be those three but then for the for the sake of playing with lineups if if you're down to alfredo and lajoy just save the near thousand dollars go down to mcleod and see what else you can do with your lineup with those other guys you'll probably like it better you're just thinking about this under 6k range so i just went in the cruncher rewind from last week the top score it came back with had two drivers under 6K. It was Daniel Suarez and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, also, you know, Justin Haley came up in one of the top scores as well. Of course, that's one of those tools I always like to go back in after the fact and just kind of look and see uh, what did come up there. Of course, uh, if you do have any questions that you have for Phil about any of these drivers, line those up in our Proom Slack account. Also, you can do that here on YouTube. Of course, if you're not subscribed also on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, hit that notification bell so you know when a new show is live here on the channel. Also, be sure to give this video a thumbs up. That does help us a lot, a lot as well. Of course, also got to mention the free premium content that we do have today over at awesomeo.com, NBA ownership projections, NHL player projections, and also the MMA top fires tool. Uh, mentioned a question from Aaron. This is in relation to the truck race uh, today. He said, would it be smart to play JHN and KB separately today since they are both starting front row you put those two together and then you look at what you've got remaining salary i mean it's better than playing chastain and kyle bush together i think quite frankly if you play both of the kyle bush drivers kyle bush and john hunter nemechek you are probably locking up every single lap led in this race except for maybe what happens if there's a a a green flag cycle of of pit stops. Um, there are some pump plays that I lined out in my article that 
you can you can play around with to see what you know it, it makes these lineups come together but yeah that that's a that's a combination and quite frankly i think when it comes down to the truck series today you're building lineups one of three ways you're going john hunter nemechek without kyle john hunter nemechek with kyle or kyle bush without john hunter nemechek those are really the only three ways that you're building lineups uh, Cam, I appreciate you in the super chat. Uh, thanks, fellas, for the great insight. Use your info to win 2000 on Monkey Night Fight last weekend. And, uh, yeah, that's a sponsor of the show. You go in there and, uh, you know, you can play a little more or less and, you know, get the two and a half times multiplier. And, like, just so, for instance, the first one that came up for me was uh, Kevin Harrick, more or less 18 and a half fancy points. And Martin Trix Jr., also at 18 and a half uh fancy points so definitely check out our sponsor over there monkey knife fight and cam appreciate you uh in the super chat uh johnny rose like no is davis in a play this week i am if it's not a road race i am never really that enthralled about davison you've got <laughs> you've got three rick Ware cards you've got the 51 the 53 and the 15 and it always seems like, for whatever reason, the 15 is the is the the car that kind of gets the end of the R and D, the end of the of the parts. Like what whatever effort doesn't go into the 51 and the 53 this year, then it just kind of gets shuffled off to the 15, and that 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 scares me for the up for the upside of Davison. And out of all of these pure punt plays, he's the most expensive, and it's only because he starts 34th. If you're at Davison. I don't really want to play Gaze. I never want to play Timmy Hill. Quinn Half is a sometimes maybe with my fingers crossed and my and my toes crossed. McLeod, uh, once again, if you're in this range, just go down to McLeod. <laughs> uh, another uh, question got in over on YouTube. It says, Phil, does a recent Rodney Childers interview make you want to play or fade Stuart Haas Racing? You know, all, all we're all we're as far as just Harvick. All we're waiting for is just one of these big um, wind up and, and swing at bats from Harvick, where they shoot for the moon with a setup and it works. And quite frankly, there's no reason why they don't knock it out of the park this week. I mean, everything is in their is in their neighborhood for for them to just come into Atlanta like they've done years past and have the setup nailed and everything will be be hunky-dory. Quite frankly, this is the scenario that they had last year. They had to wait for the weather to, to finally cooperate with the setup, and once it did, they were they were good to go, and it looks like uh, the weather is going to be on their side as soon as the green flag waves. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not too concerned about Harvick. Now, the rest, the rest of these guys, we, we talked about it last week when we were recapping Stuart Haas Racing. This is such a, a young team right now, and, you know, Maybe a couple of years down from, down the down the road, you know things will have corrected themselves. These guys get plenty of cup time, but the problem is, is that by then Harvick will probably be be retired, and this team will have a different look to it. Of course, uh, if you do have any final questions, get those in here right now. Of course, uh, we talked about two dominator build. You know, maybe if you get to that three dominator build, I guess the scary thing, and we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, is just what if you do a three dominator build, what's that going to get you to? Yeah, yeah. J- just for kicks and grins, let I'm a, I'm on DraftKings, and if I put in Harvick, Kyle, and Kyle together, I'm still left with 5,900 left per per driver. 
And then if I'm just going to do what probably the majority of my, of my tournament lineups are going to have, either Howe or McLeod, if I just throw McLeod in there, I'm bumped up to 6,600 for the, for the last two guys. So, I mean, even if you throw in the three most expensive guys and then you just absolutely punt with one of those two guys that I talked about, it's not impossible to put together a lineup that you like. Uh, JJT asks, uh, says, can Martin Truex dominate this race? I think if the weather circumstances were a bit more in Truex's favor, I, I, I would be higher on that. Starting second, you know, it is it is either going to be Hamlin or Truex that leads this this first uh, bunch of uh, of laps, and uh, I mean, it, I, I think at this point it's just a coin flip basically between these between these guys. There's not really that big of a chasm between their salaries to make you opt for for one guy or the or the other and they've both kind of run pretty similarly in this package so uh so far uh truex is one of only the other two guys we talked about harvick being what uh one of the drivers that has a top five finish in every racer the last three years truex is the is the other guy uh, last year he ran really well in this race initially when it was hot and it was slick that tip that typically falls into truex's uh, hands when a when a track has those characteristics, we're not looking at those same things tomorrow. So maybe they mess around with the with the setup. I still think that you're probably going to get a top five finish out of Truex, but if this track stays cool, then I don't think his prospects are looking that good to be a dominator. Uh, is it a bad idea to play Logano, Hamlin, and Larson together on Fanduel? Okay, now that's a good question. Can we play three dominators on FanDuel? If I look at last year's optimal uh, lineup on FanDuel, you had Harvick, you had Truex, and then you had Blaney. Three dominators. It worked out because you got Cole Custer at 5,500 and then Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at 6,600. They made the lineup come together. You go to two years ago, your optimal lineup had... Brad as a dominator plus place differential. You had Martin Truex Jr. as a as a dominator, and then Kurt Busch ended up beating out Kyle Larson because of finishing because of finishing position and a few uh, a few dominator points. So you look at these last two years. I've got three dominator uh, optimal and two dominator optimal. I think. Quite frankly, there's enough lap sled points on FanDuel that you can go three or two. Just a matter of uh, how well you like the guys at the at the bottom of the salary uh, run. Of course, don't forget, come up tomorrow, we will have live before lock as we'll be on to take your final DFS questions leading up to the race. And of course, uh, as always, uh, you know, hop in our, if our premium members hop over our Slack account, you can talk with Phil. Of course, got a ton of shows coming for you today here at awesome.com NHL strategy show will be coming up next at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Then at 5 p.m. Eastern time would be UFC live before lock six o'clock will be NBA deeper dive. Then seven o'clock will be NBA live before lock to get you ready for tonight's four game NBA main slate course as always appreciate everyone checking out the show of course uh thank you to our sponsor monkeyknifefight.com be sure to check out all of today's free premium content over awesome.com which is nba ownership projections nhl player projections and the mma top fighters tool so that's going to do it for this edition for the awesome nascar dfs strategy show good luck to everyone this weekend with your nascar lineups <laughs>